Doesn't it? Okay. Let's see. Do you remember how to do this? Um, <coughs> Hello. 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 Me, 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 me. <laughs> no, I don't know. Okay. I went up. Oh, you know, I think I remember how to do this. How's it going? No. Um, what's up? No. How the hell did, what did I do? I, God, it's been too long. Um, how, how am I supposed to do this again? Oh, yeah. Beginning on that old podcast in five, four, three, two, one. Welcome to the Adana Podcast, where, holy fuck, what just happened to the world? No. <laughs> uh, I am back. Uh, I am Adam Higgins, the Odd Dead Out, and this is the Odd Dead Out Podcast, where I ramble and rant, and I tell you about some shit that's going on in my life and in the world, and tell you about a podcast I think you should listen to. And I know I promised I was getting back to the news, but damn it, if I just didn't get caught up on the current shit and all the stuff I had was just too old. <sighs> How's it going? <laughs> oh, man, I, I, I'm so rusty. Oh, my God, I'm so rusty at this. Now. Oh, God, how long has it been? Fuck. Now, I, I say that, but I, I had a couple of, you know, I, I dropped in a couple of times through my break and it, you know, it's, but it's been a few months. It's realistically, it's been a while since I've sat down and been legit on mic and recorded a show and, oh, and you know, I, I'm mad at myself because I made all these promises like, oh, I'm going to have new music and blah, 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 I'm going to do all this shit. And, you know, as it happened, um, Work's busy. Kids all went back to full-time uh, at-home distance learning right at the point where I was like, all right, the kids are back going to school. Uh, like they were, they were in school two days a week and they were home two days a week. And so I was able to get stuff done. And then numbers started creeping up. And so now they're all home again. And so that just kind of resulted in, you know, not being able to get anything done. <laughs> and so I wasn't able to get the music just right. And I'm pretty sure I'm going to go back. The music that I played on my little preview and rambling and everything I did um, before the holidays. That's I'm probably going to start from scratch. The more I listen to that, it's like, sounds cool. Very cluttered, very noisy. And it's just, it's, it, I need to work on it. I need to, I'm probably going to let my boys come up with something, but there's just, it's just too much there. So I'm going to work on that maybe once I have time. Hopefully my boys, uh, should be getting back to school on the hybrid schedule in a couple weeks. The school decided. That since, you know, we just had the holidays and kids might have been, you know, around parents or might be traveling or whatever they're doing, that they were going to stay full time distance learning for an extra two weeks. 
so that everyone's kind of, okay, we're going to isolate back at home now that everybody's settled down after the holidays. So hopefully they'll be back on hybrid model in a couple of weeks. And they're hoping that by fourth quarter, they will be back full time on campus, which I think is really funny because it occurred to me that there's a whole group of parents at this school now who have never experienced the car line with all nine years with kinder through eighth grade all on campus at the same time. None of them because we've been on hybrid all year. So this is going to be interesting if they actually do manage to get back to that. But enough about COVID in school. I talked about that so much at the beginning of the year. Last year. Oh, yeah. Happy 2021, y'all. <laughs> Fuck. First show of 2021, episode 195, I think, if I numbered this correctly. I don't remember. Um, Yeah. Fuck. <sighs> we made it. And, you know, same shit, different number. Sorry. Anybody who was thinking that the world was going to suddenly get all better because the, you know, fucking clock ticked over. Dude. Seriously. Reality. <sighs> Don't y'all just long for the days of 2016 when our biggest letdown was that, like, every other fucking celebrity died? Seriously. Like every other week, it was another fucking four or five legendary celebrities died. So, you know, at the same time, I mean, people need to not mourn celebrities so much, but we're not going to go to that. Was that 2016? It was 2015, 2016, somewhere. It was somewhere in the lifespan of this show, which in my old timey brain now, I can't keep your straight of when shit happens. So, yeah. Because <laughs> I'm old and senile and shit. And so I, I lose track of time. And when did this happen and shit like that? But man, <sighs> so I had a whole show planned out. When I said, I'm going to write show notes and I'm going to write reviews and I'm going to fucking do it and I'm going to have all the shit laid out and ready for you. And damn it. And fuck yeah. And I sat there. Until like three o'clock in the goddamn morning one night, writing up show notes with all the fucking talking points and all the shit and doing all the shit and had it. And I fucking sat there and I feel like I haven't, I haven't been on mic seriously in, in, in all these months. And I just owe you back profanity. So excuse me. Sorry. Not sorry. But <laughs> I. I just like, I, I had all the shit written out. I have like 3000 words of fucking show notes and a full review of Welcome to Night Vale, which I will post. Uh, I'm this, the, the Welcome to Night Vale review should be up this week. And I think I mentioned it in my uh, little hiatus warning, whatever the fuck that was called. My coming attractions that I've failed to live up to already. The only thing I'm going to live up to is that, damn it, I'm going to have this out, you know, this week, first week of January. I said for right at New Year's, the show was coming back. I wasn't going to push it past that. I am still going to kind of lean on that to every two weeks more because that'll buy me time to, I'm damn it, I'm going to write these fucking reviews. But so far, I've only written the one for Night Vale. 
because, well, it's hard for me to get on track. It's like, okay, what are you going to do next? And because I I need to get organized. I really do. In the general sense, I need to get organized about the world and life and shit I need to do. I'm always so much about, okay, what do I need to do in my head? I was like, okay, well, I need to do this today. I need to do this. And it's like, what else do I need to do? And it's a regular question my wife and I have to ask ourselves, like, what do we have to do today? And is there anything we have to do tomorrow? And especially with the holidays, because with Christmas and New Year's and all the holidays and everything, it's just been really crazy, especially since Christmas and New Year's fell on Fridays this year. So if you're like me, we had Christmas Eve, New Year's Eve, Christmas Day, New Year's Day off. And uh, did I say the same? Yeah. So we had Eve and day of both off our office was closed. Well, that also meant for most of the people, they had a four day weekend because, well, we were already closed on Saturday and Sunday, except for me, I work Saturdays. But we, there, it's the end of the year. There was no work on Saturdays for me. So I had these, and I don't work Mondays. So I had these like five day fucking weekends, two weeks in a row. I worked two days, two weeks in a row, which when you're an hourly employee, sucks ass. I got like one vacation day because, you know, one of the holiday days is paid, but fuck. <laughs> I basically had two three day weeks in a row. I'm lucky they were on separate paychecks. That's all I can say because it means two shitty paychecks instead of just one. But, you know, you, yeah, we're left with the, well, fuck, what do we have to do today? And man, it, what day is it? <laughs> it's a whole lot of what is today? And the boys asking me every day, are you going to work today? Because nobody knows what the fuck day it is. I've been home the whole damn time. <laughs> so it's it's a lot of that. And it's been fun. Kind of, you know, it's been nice. Like I said, the boys have all been home for distance learning. So it's been nice not having to get up early to get them in classes and do all their bullshit with them. Because every parent will tell you distance learning sucks. But... You know, I, we've had, we've had so much. I, I want to catch you up, and I, I mentioned it on the, on the, the social medias a while back. That I was thinking about. I was listening to She Podcast, and they do at the end of the year. I don't, know, I don't remember if they do that. I've got. I feel so bad. I listened to them for like five years now, and I featured She Podcast back on episode sixty four. I, I I remember because they they mentioned they commented on it and they mentioned it in their episode when they talked about it. But they, I come, I talked about them back in episode 64. We're at 195 now. I've been listening to that show for a long time and I cannot remember if they actually do. I know every year they do their gift guide, the podcaster's gift guide. And it's more of a, you know, shit they like that they would recommend as gifts. But they did a, their kind of 2020 year in review and kind of a, where were we and everything we did this year. And they basically went like month for month, season for season. You know, and it wasn't just a, this happened on the show and this happened in the podcasting space. It was a, hey, you know, this situation occurred. My kid got sick or, you know, this school closed or I, my kid learned to read or my goats went viral on TikTok and shit like that. And so off the top of my head, I'm going to try and give you a basic rundown of my, my year. Um, because, well, it's been a lot. And it's, it's been interesting because 2020 as a year was kind of crazy for like the world, but in the, in the, in the grand scheme of things, 
in the, the grand negatives, my life wasn't horribly up, overturned. For the most part, my life remained pretty constant. And I realize I'm very fortunate in that because there's so many people, even a lot of them, my family, whose jobs were eliminated, who, you know, their comp, whether or not they were allowed to work, their companies downsized because of, you know, restrictions they had to have, things like that. And so there are a lot of people who were out of work. I was fortunately not one of them. But towards the end of the year, our workload did really lighten up. But, and I mean, I, I, again, I've been very fortunate in that most stuff that affected the, the, the majority, you could say, the, 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 the wider array, the wider populace, uh, didn't affect me as much. So, but we still had a crazy year. And, you know, I mean, we had all the shit that was going on with everything with the schools at the beginning of the year. It's been, you know, if you have kids right now, you know the bullshit that has been distance learning and everything going on with pandemic world and school. It's a pain in the ass. It sucks. It still sucks. It sucks more now because they're more organized now. At the beginning of this shit and like when it was way back in March and it was like spring break time and they were like, yeah, we're going to do this, but you know, we'll be everything will be back next after the summer. Wait, good. When that was still the mentality, there was everything was very loosey goosey. They'd give us a stack. Here are all the assignments for the week. Have everything turned in by Friday. Thanks. We're going to have some live lessons. If you have any questions, or you want to do this live, you can do it live or you can just do it all afterward. Blah, blah. You know, however you want to do it, just have everything turned in by Friday. It'll be awesome. Now, <laughs> they were like, all right, they spent all summer making up full-time lesson plans for distance learning and setting the whole system up so that they can do their shit all the time, full lessons every day, sign in. Here's a schedule. You need to sign in at this time. This lesson is here to here. Next lesson here to here. Next lesson here to here. Turn in your shit every day. Everything is now digital. You know, if it's not a, a thing you sign into to do the thing you're going and you're writing it in a book, you're going to send a picture to me. There's, there's, there's so much. <laughs> it's full time school from home now. So I have to be there with the kids and make sure they're signed into each lesson and what time the fuck each lesson because I got four boys and they're all in different sort of schedules. One has this class at, you know, they all start at 745, but one might only have a five minute period here and then they go into their next class. One might be sitting here for 15 minutes before they go to their, their first real class. You know, one has their, their online specials, which is like, online PE where they sit there like staring at their iPad while the coach is like having them do exercises and they're having like, all this sort of shit, you know, they're doing, but they have all these different, oh, their special period is here. Oh, well, he goes to specials and then has lunch. Oh, all the rest of them have lunch and then go to specials. Oh, there's like, uh, and it's just a whole big fucking crazy thing. It's just a whole big crazy fucking thing. And so it's a pain in the ass. But if you're a parent right now, you know, <laughs> you, you're dealing with all of this same shit. And at the same time, we thought it would be a great idea to start a garden. And I've talked about my gardens extensively uh, as we were building shit and failing and failing and failing and failing. 
until we got to through the summer. And we basically every everything that we were mildly having success with up through this, we thought we're like, oh, we're growing pumpkins. The pumpkins are doing great. Oh, and then the pumpkins died. Um, like we got a big heavy rainstorm and it basically flooded my entire pumpkin patch, which was like two plants. But it, it basically I didn't know that pumpkins were super sensitive to water and they all flooded and died and pulled all that shit out. And we were growing watermelons and the watermelon started doing really good. We had two really great looking watermelons and they were doing everything's going great, everything's going great, and then pop. It was so hot that the water, the moisture inside the watermelons heated up and started steaming and popped the watermelons open because I didn't have them adequately shaded. Lesson learned. Gotta shade the watermelons. Fail again. So starting from like March or April, we had yet to grow, successfully grow anything we could get. I, I don't think we actually had eaten anything. We did eat the busted, blown up watermelons because a couple of them were close to it. We we're like, oh, it's good. Like we could, we could see the, the potential flavor. We're like I can see there, this is, would have been really good had this ripened for like another month. <laughs> but we, through the course of the beginning of the year, fail, 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 all the way through the summer, all the way up until the, I, I went on break. And we decided we're going to plant a fall garden because, you know, we live on the surface of the sun. And apparently in Phoenix, you start planting shit that normally everybody plants in the spring. You plant it in the fall after the heat's gone and you take advantage of the everything's really hot right now. So you use that to sprout your seeds. And then when it's cooler in the fall, that's where it's normal spring temperatures for everybody else that's got a gardening everything, whatever the fuck. And they base everything else on those temperatures. Well, that's our fall. And so we're dealing with 80, 90 degrees, which is very comfortable in Phoenix. That's nice for us. Hey, it's cooling down. It's, we're out of triple digits. Well, for vegetables, it's pretty comfy, cozy temperature. And so we started having a very comfy, cozy temperature vegetable garden and shit started growing. Son of a bitch. We planted, we, we tried cucumbers in the spring. They never really grew. Um, we had no, nothing really got pollinated. That was a big problem we had. Nothing really got pollinated. Um, so we ripped out our spring cucumbers after the summer. They burnt up. We decided, you know what? We're going to plant. Uh, my wife wanted peppers. She likes bell peppers. So I planted a pepper plant. Got that at the beginning of the summer. Thing nearly fucking died. Just shriveled up. Wasn't doing shit. I was, our garden had to get watered three times a day during the summer because it was so hot. I was watering it at like, I think it was about 6 a.m. and 6 p.m. The automatic sprinklers would go off and I'd have to go in around lunchtime and top everything off just so it wouldn't dry out and burn up and die. But my pepper plant, I say mine, but because I take care of it, but it's like my wife's pepper plant didn't do shit all summer. We seriously thought it was dead. Um, our tomatoes, we had a two yellow bell. They're like a cherry tomato. And we had some beefsteaks and we had one beefsteak. We actually had two, but I ripped one out because it just shriveled up down to stumps and I thought it was dead. And I was about to rip out all of the tomatoes because they were all shriveled up. All the leaves are shriveled up and like, ah, well, fuck this thing's toast. 
I'm just going to rip it all out and we'll go get some fresh plants. But as I was going down there and looking, I was like, wait a second, this is green. Wait, there's new growth on this? What the fuck? And so I went and trimmed back the tomatoes back down to basically where the new growth was. And son of a bitch, my tomatoes now, I have somewhere in the, before they, we started picking them, I had approximately 120. That was the last time I counted. No, I think I had about 150 uh, of my beefsteak tomatoes at the time I counted when I just stopped counting after that. And we had 40 or 50 on the yellow pears, which are way more now. But the problem with our our uh, beefsteaks is they're about the same size as our yellow pears. They are itty bitty. They're, if, if you had to go for a size comparison, maybe like the size of a big pickle. Like a big pickle chip. That's about the diameter of our of our tomatoes. And mostly because I didn't prune them right and shit like that. But you know what? They were growing and I wasn't about to fuck with that. I was like, nope, it's growing. I'm just going to let it grow and grow and do whatever it's going to do. And oh my God, we got tomatoes. We were so excited. Every time we saw a little fucking tomato, every day we'd go out there and count all the little tomatoes as they were popping up. And we were super excited. And now that we look back on it, we're like, fuck, we needed next time around. We got to trim those and prune them and, and train them so that we get bigger tomatoes and we don't need 150 tomatoes that are little bitty, even if they're good flavor. My wife says they're good flavor. I personally don't like tomatoes. I'll cook with them, but I I don't, I can't just eat raw tomatoes. But my wife just, she's like, says they're so sweet and they're just so, she loves them. She really likes them, but I've got so many fucking tomatoes. I'm going to have to make sauce with them at this point. I think I've got a couple dozen sitting in my basket because I'm that dork and I had to go out and get a wicker basket for picking vegetables. But our yellow pear started taking off and we've got 50 or 60 yellow pear tomatoes, which look really nice in a salad. Um, I got some uh, romaine. I got regular green romaine and some red romaine uh, starters. Just kind of, uh, I guess, seedlings, like not seedlings, but like kind of starter plants at Walmart of all places and planted those. And I've got like nine really nice heads of romaine out there of regular romaine. I've got two or three red romaines, which are gorgeous. And it's funny because it was a pack of six and almost all of them died immediately. They just didn't survive the transplant. But I had a couple that made it through and they look really good. And they've got this deep, dark color. I'm really happy with my lettuce. I'm super happy because I've been trying to grow lettuce since the very start. Come to find that lettuce is a cold weather plant. And trying to grow lettuce in Phoenix in the summer is just idiotic. But I've also, I learned the same thing about carrots. I, I think I mentioned it before. You don't grow carrots in the summer in Phoenix. It's just too damn hot. I'd come to find out, oh, carrots only sprout between 40 and 80 degrees. So Phoenix summer, pff, throw that away. But I planted some carrots right now. They're sprouting. They're doing okay at the moment. I've actually had some carrots that I've had to pull out of like, the dog started digging in the garden, god damn it, and and tossed around some of my carrot seeds. So I had carrots in like around the lemon tree and I had carrots out in the rocks and like and but I see they're growing like they're sprouting and I'm seeing the little stems of like fuck, why couldn't you grow in the fucking garden like this, damn it? But you know, it is what it is. 
my carrots are going to grow, damn it. I'm going to grow my damn carrots. This is like the fifth time's the charm or whatever. But I'm going to grow carrots eventually. And eventually I'm going to get to potatoes. Um, we're going to try that in the spring. But I mentioned the peppers. Um, come wintertime or come fall after the tomatoes started growing back, we started noticing the peppers started blooming again. And we started getting some more growth on the peppers. And then we started noticing little green balls. It was like, holy shit, we've got peppers. And we've probably had two or three dozen little, um, maybe fist, not even fist sized, um, but very, very like child size, child fist sized, <laughs> uh, green bell peppers on our little plant. And at this point, I think I've got about 18 sitting on there right now that because we don't eat them fast enough. I took a bunch to work. I've made, um, I've made cheesesteaks with them. I've put them in my wife's salads. I've done fajitas. I've, I've, you know, she doesn't like them raw as much. Um, she says they're not, they're, they're kind of bitter raw, but she likes them cooked. Um, probably just cause we're pick, we were picking them fairly small, but we've picked probably a dozen or so. And I've got 18 or more still sitting on the bush. I just haven't picked them. I haven't because I don't know what the fuck I'm going to do with them. And we planted corn. What the fuck? We planted popcorn. Uh, we planted some glass jewel popcorn. The stalks. We had three. Okay. Three that we started with. We didn't know that he's never grown corn before. Corn splits like every other plant that like kind of you get one. We thought you plant one corn, you get one stalk. No, you plant one corn, you get like five stalks off of it. And so we've got like 15 stalks of corn in the same bed where we had garlic and all the green onions that we planted in the spring that finally are not burning up and doing really well. I've got some really nice green onions and my garlic is doing great. And I'm sitting here like, damn it, you don't pick garlic until like fucking spring. You plant it in the in the summer or fall and you don't pick that shit until the spring. And so it's not going to be like April. It's going to be like March, April before we pick the garlic or the onions for that matter. But I could go and like clip my onions right now and just use some green onion in a, with like a steak or something, which I plan on doing. I'm totally going to do that. But we've got green onions and going. And because we failed with cucumbers in the spring, summertime, we're like, here, here's a type of cucumber that is specifically the number one most popular cucumber we grow in phoenix area this is what everybody grows out here everybody swears by it here here's this cucumber and son of a bitch if these things didn't fucking take off i i was picking six to seven cucumbers every three to four days once they reached like where it was fruiting and we were getting we're like holy shit we're finally seeing, hey, they're pollinating. Hey, we're seeing, you know, we're seeing them get bigger. Nope, nope, they're go- they're they're growing. Holy shit, they're growing. Oh my god, we've got cucumbers. Then it turned into, holy fuck, we've got so many cucumbers. And if you followed me around holiday time, like Thanksgiving time, Thanksgiving day, we had so many cucumbers that we'd pick that day. I had to make pickles out of everything, and I've had to learn how to make pickles because of how many cucumbers we have. And so that's, you know, we, we, we had an herb garden and we've had to do, you know, herbs and stuff. And part of what helped us with finally getting 
production, finally getting so many cucumbers and tomatoes and everything was that we planted flowers and we have two separate flower beds and we got a one whole thing of snapdragons right in the middle of all of the vegetable stuff. And we've got a bunch of marigolds and other flowers that are drawing the bees and everything to the yard. So every morning we get up and we see the bees are all up in the cucumbers, which I've actually cut back for the season. Um, we're getting ready to prep the gardens for this, for the spring and thinking about what we're going to plant and rotating stuff. And once all the tomatoes are gone, we're going to pull all those out. We're going to trim back the peppers and we're going to re- pull all the lettuce and it's, it's going to be so much shit when we're done. Like I said, I got so many tomatoes in my basket right now. I got to, I got to make sauce or something. So this is going to be fun trying to make spaghetti sauce. I've done this once. <laughs> so we'll see how this goes. But the, the big thing, cause like I said, we had all these damn cucumbers, but we're making pickles like crazy. I'm making like a jar of spears and then a whole pickles. And cause these are all like the little itty bitty ones. They're like kind of the, if you bought whole pickles, they're a little bit smaller than those. And they're, they make, if we leave them, if we leave them on the, the outside long enough and they get big enough, they, they're good chip size, like good pickle chip size, good little snacker spears kind of size. So really good for making pickles. And, and, and therein lies the, the burying the lead of the story, which again, if you follow me on social media, you know, this happened. So we've been making pickles since Thanksgiving. Christmas Day, I had about probably a dozen cucumbers sitting in my fridge that I had been sitting in my fridge for about a week and they had gone all limp and soggy. And I was like, well, I can't do anything with these. They're no good for salads. We just haven't been eating them fast enough. And I make refrigerator pickles. I don't like get out all the canning gear and shit and preserve them and stick them in a cupboard somewhere for eons. I make pickles that like you make them and in three days you can eat them. Not the you got to let this sit on a shelf for three months and come back and you have magic pickles. I make the quick kind because I'm impatient and I don't have all the equipment. So I'm like, no, I make the quick pickles that like you can just take an old pickle jar, clean it out really good and, da, 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 and make them in there and just stick them away. I do that. Well, you got to eat them fast. And if you don't eat when you've got jars and jars and jars of pickles, especially when you have like pickle chips, you, you've got to eat them. <laughs> I've got so many. I'm, I may end up throwing out an entire jar of pickles because they just cut the damn things way too thin. And like you got to put a a mountain of pickles. I, I, maybe I'll make like a relish or something. That'd be good. I could make like a relish out of them. We'll see. See what I can do. Something. Anyway. Um. So Christmas Day, I just got a brand new for cutting pickles, essentially. A new mandolin slicer. And I don't know if you're familiar with one. It's those kind where you've got the, the slider thing and the big blade. And so you like stick the vegetable on there and you slide it up and down the thing and it slices it and all the stuff falls down underneath. And you can make really, you know, you can cut potato chips and you can cut uh, pickle chips. And if the, you switch the blade and you can uh, like julienne fries and all, all that shit, you know, but depending on the type of blade and the kind I got actually has a spiral slicer. So you can make those crazy spiral fries and shit like that on it. or like zucchinis, uh, uh, pasta, stuff like that, where you take like the spaghetti squash and you can sit there and spin the, the noodles off of it. But you can do that. It was really cool. 
even has a juicer. Um, Christmas Day after dinner, like sitting there cleaning up and like, okay, I'm getting these, getting rid of these cucumbers. I'll just throw them out in the compost. Well, I took the mandolin slicer out because I'd been, uh, trying it out earlier in the day. I would like slicing some cheese and crackers and stuff. And I was like, okay, well, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and use this and slice these down because it composts better if they have smaller pieces. So I'm like, okay, you know what? I'll take this. I'll buzz all these cucumbers through the mandolin real quick. And then there'll be smaller pieces. They'll compost better. Key words real quick. I'm sitting there with cucumbers. Going buzz, 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 slice, 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 slice. All right, next, buzz, 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 slice, 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 slice. All right, buzz, 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 slice, slice, shit. And before I knew it, my hand was under the sink. I had water running. I was like, shit, I got my thumb. I don't know to what degree. All I know is that I hit the blade. And I've cut myself a number of times in the kitchen. I always say, Anytime you get a new knife, it's going to get a piece of you. Every knife of any quality, if it's got a sharp edge on it, it requires blood sacrifice, damn it. It wants a piece of you before it will respect you. And, well, this thing got a bigger piece of me than any blade I've ever had in my entire life. And I've owned swords. I had a five millimeter straight blade cutting pickle chips and I was not using the safety guard because I was just holding the cucumbers up and they were kind of squishy. So I had to kind of force them onto the blade and like the guard was too soft. They were too soft. They would like go bendy in the guard. So it wasn't working quite right. And I also wasn't wearing a cut glove, both of which came with this device. Came with a cut glove, came with a a safety guard. In the manual, it has a little thing that's like, uh, use the guard, but not the cut glove. No, no guard, no cut glove. No, guard, but no cut glove. Cut glove, but no guard. No, 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 no. Only acceptable way in the manual to use this device is using the guard and wearing the cut glove. Well, my dumbass was doing neither of these and I was being all fucking cocky and just going until and shaved off a chunk of my middle finger knuckle and a full five millimeter slice off of my thumb. Yeah. And, and I'm, I can feel you cringing and I could feel you cringing as you knew where that story was going because I'm talking about a mandolin and talking about going fast and I talk about safety shit and you knew that this motherfucker got a piece of my thumb, like a big piece. Like I now have a flat side of my thumb. Um, Yeah. That's a thing that happened to me this week. I said this week. It happened last week. Um, Christmas night after dinner. Like five-ish. I think it was about 4.30. I remember because I was remember. I remember texting my brother. Telling him what happened. 
and it had been like maybe 15 minutes. So I know at about 4.30, cause we ate early, cause you know, it's Christmas dinner. We, like, I was getting ready to clean up dishes and put shit away. And so about like 4.30 in the afternoon, this happens. And I, I've talked before, we have a very extensive, uh, first aid kit just from reasons. And so I'm running water. I'm like, I need gauze. I didn't even tell him I need a bandaid. I was like, I need gauze. At this point, I didn't realize that my knuckle had gotten shaved. I just saw my thumb was cut. And I was like, oh, it's a lot. Normally when I get cut by something like that, it's more of a, oh, the blade tapped me and there's a slice. I need to close this slice so that it doesn't get too messy because this is really going to hurt. This took it all the way off. This went all the way through. There was 100% follow through on that cut and it went clean off. And I'm going to give a trigger warning and I don't do that much. You might want to jump ahead like 30 seconds here. Warning. My wife found the piece of my thumb in the blade. It was clean off. She went and opened it up and saw that there and almost threw up. Yeah. So when I, I'm sitting there, I'm just sitting there thinking, oh shit, I need gauze. Now, get me a paper towel, get me gauze now. Let me have a shit ton of gauze. Just like buy gauze pads, but also every time one of us goes to the dentist for something and they send you home with a bunch of extra gauze, we have a ton and ton and ton of gauze. And we wrap my thumb in gauze. And a few minutes later, it's completely soaked through. And we have to wrap it again. And it's soaked through again. And we wrap it again. And I'm trying to stay calm. The kids are kind of freaking out. My wife is kind of freaking out. And I'm trying to stay super calm because I just lost a chunk of my thumb and I don't know how to react. I'm just trying to get this to stop bleeding right now. And we eventually get to a point where like, all right, I think it stopped bleeding. Have it all wrapped up and bandaged up. All right. I think it stopped. At this point, I have like two huge thick layers of gauze and my whole thumb is like wrapped with tape. And I'm like, all right. Ow. And I'm, I'm sitting there and I'm just sitting there on the couch trying to calm down because I realize as much as I'm pretending to be calm, my heart is still racing. Just the situation, my heart is racing. Even if I'm staying calm outside, I'm not panicking, but I, I can feel my heart racing. My blood's pumping. My thumb is throbbing. I can feel this. And so I am like, I'm going to sit here and calm down. It'll, I need to calm down so that it won't bleed. All right. And I look and I start seeing it coming through the gauze again. And again, this is double layered. So I start seeing it coming through. Shit, I need to change this out again. By this point, it's been 45 minutes. No bullshit. Meanwhile, my wife has been on the phone trying to find urgent care, trying to find if there's an urgent care around that's open because it's Christmas day. Nope. Every single one's closed. So we're like, shit, what are we going to do? 
I think I need to get, I might need stitches. I might need something done about this. At the very least, I need this professionally bandaged because whatever we have is not working. I don't know what they might be able to do. Maybe they've got a liquid something they can use that'll close it all up. Whatever they have at a hospital or at the urgent care or whatever to do, I I think I'm going to need this because it's still bleeding pretty bad. So go to the bathroom because at this point, my wife is still kind of freaking out. I'm like, all right, baby. And I get up and I walk to the bathroom. She's like, are you okay? And she's like, what's going on? I was like, like, I need to change this now. Like, do you need help? Like, I'm going to try and do it because I was trying to keep her out of it because she's not great with blood. And then the whole, you know, finding the blade, all that stuff. So she, she wasn't, she, she held on better than I expected her to because I knew how I could tell she, I mean, even if I talk, if she listens to this, she's going to find it very uncomfortable. She, she gets, she actually has like her, her empathy level is so off the charts. She experiences physical pain when I talk about experiencing physical pain or if she like looks at my thumb, she will experience like physical pain from it. So her trying to help me through this whole thing was very difficult for her. So I'm trying to patch myself up. I can't. I can't. I go and take the gauze off because I can see it's starting to bleed through. And I told you it was double layered. The outside layer starting to bleed through. Inside layer completely soaked. And when I go to, you know, by this point, it's like, okay, it's been a while. It's starting to scab. Well, the scab is bonded to the gauze. And my thumb is soaked. Like my, the gauze is completely soaked because it's been bleeding so much. And so I have to take it off and switch it out. I have to clean it all up. As soon as I take the gauze off, it just starts running. It's like I could have wrung out the gauze. It was so saturated. And I had to take that off, run my hand underwater, just rinse my hand off to get everything cleaned off, even though I knew it was going to hurt from the water hitting it. And I rinse all this off and like grab it, try and like grab like a paper towel or tissues or something to dry my hand enough so I can try and get a band aid, get something else on it. And I grab like we grab another gauze pack and some medical tape and like double wrap it again and get it just really tight and covered. And it's slowed my, my heart rate had slowed down. So I was like, okay, it's not bleeding as bad. But basically, we realized the problem was anytime we opened it up, it's like it's going to bleed and it's going to soak. But anytime we open it up, that's going to rip off any scab that's there. It's going to open it back up as soon as we open it up. So no matter what, we have to go to the hospital. I have to go to the hospital. And at this point, I didn't realize how much blood I had, would have had to have lost from this because of how long it had been bleeding so much. But she did say I was starting to get pale. And she was concerned about my ability to drive myself to the hospital. Which I ultimately did. And the last wrapping after that whole incident in the bathroom lasted. But I show up at 
you know, drive myself to the emergency room because the only place I can go. And they, after, you know, sitting through triage and all the things. And at this point, explain the story and everybody's like, oh, yeah, that'll do it. And like, they've seen the stories. They've seen this happen. One of them is like, yeah, it almost happened to me. Um, Allie in the Oddballs Facebook group, she is actually a nurse. And so she commented that she's seen those. And that's a really big common thing for lacerations. And she like, everyone's like, oh, did they get, were they able to sew it all back together? We're like, nope. Cause there it wasn't to back together. There was nothing to back together. Um, that was everybody's thought. Everybody thought that it just cut into it. It was still there. It wasn't still there. It was clear off. And, but we get, you know, they get me up to the room and because COVID things and the way they're doing it, sorry about that, because of the way they're doing it, they actually have to take me upstairs and they have like a, there's a trauma center of what they're doing stuff upstairs rather than everybody being, you know, crammed in the ER like used to, used to be. So I'm mean, kind of in a satellite clinic upstairs and the nurse up there comes up and as expected and she goes like all right let's take a look at it and i've mentioned several times to everybody who's asked it was cut off clean off and i was like yeah it's still you know after this long it's still bleeding so i'm i was concerned and she opens it up and like happened before she peels back the gauze and it peels back that scab and it just starts, she's like, and she just sees it start running and start gushing again. By this point, it had stopped because it was packed really solid and all that. But she opens it up, it opens back up, it starts bleeding again. She's like, okay, okay, and close it, clamps it back up. Like, oh, you, you got that all the way off. Like, yep, that came clean off. Like, all right, so we're not stitching anything then. Like, nope. Like, all right, I know something we can do to try and close this up. And so she grabs a stuff called Surgicel, which is like a cellulose material, kind of like a fake skin type stuff. Um, kind of works as kind of a coverage, I guess. It's a, I forget exactly the terminology, but if you, if you know medical stuff, it's Surgicel. And then she said, like, we're going to try and seal it and we're going to use silver nitrate. Now, if you're any familiar with silver nitrate at all, in anything, you'll know silver nitrate is a chemical used in, medically speaking, to cauterize wounds, things that won't stop bleeding, like a five millimeter chunk taken off of the tip of your thumb, where you have severed multiple blood vessels and nerve endings in your finger, and because of that, it isn't clotting, and it's done fucked up. <laughs> Basically, that was the gist of it. Is that the cut was so deep that the nerve, the nerve endings and the blood vessels in the tip of my fingers and your fingers have a metric fuck ton of, uh, blood vessels were severed. Not like a scratch or any other type of cut. This was so deep it severed the, those basically cut the tips off of them and they're just sitting there going. And so it just was going to keep bleeding until they took care of it. So silver nitrate chemically cauterizes wounds. It is also the single most painful experience I've ever had in my entire life. And I've had kidney stones. This stuff is just a little glob of brown goo on the tip of a Q-tip. 
And she takes this and rubs this and she warns me very quickly. And she even said she does that for a reason. She said, I don't give you a lot of warning. I say, okay, I'm letting you know now this is going to hurt a lot. And then she does it. She says she does it that way because she doesn't want to give you time to tense up. She's like, she's going to tell you this is going to hurt. And you don't have time to react. And what? It's all right. Now I'm dealing with pain. And oh my God, oh my, I'm going to die. I've had a baseball bat smashed over my head and cracked my skull. I've had kidney stones. This bullshit burning the tip of my thumb, cauterizing the tip of my thumb, was the most blood-curdling, agonizing, extreme pain I have ever felt in my entire life. It was basically an acid burning my the tip of my thumb to stop the bleeding and it kept feeling that way the rest of the night. The feeling of the burning and the twitching and the pulsing and the throbbing did not stop until I got up the next morning. And she put that stuff on there to do that. And then she put the Surgicel stuff on top of that and wrapped it and basically taped it down. So any blood that was still did kind of, it basically created like this burn scab. You know, have you ever seen someone cauterize a wound? Normally you see shit like, oh, you got, and you were shot with an arrow and they take a big hot poker and stick it in there or like something like that. Or, oh, we need a big hot plate and they have to cauterize the wound. Otherwise it's going to keep bleeding. It felt like that fucking shit. It felt like that fucking shit on my thumb. The most extreme burning, agonizing pain in that one spot. I was like, fuck it, take the thumb, fuck it, just just take it, just hack the thing off because it is not worth this pain. But I fucking did it. And then she put the stuff on it and bandaged it up. And because knives, I had to get a tetanus shot. So then my arm was all fucking throbby as fuck. And of course, it had to be in the same arm. More because I have a mole on my other arm and so I can't get shots in that arm. And for those of us playing the home game, it was my right hand. I'm right-handed. So trying to do shit right now with my thumb all fucked has been a pain in the ass. Uh, I've had to like do shit like put my wallet in my left pocket, my phone's in my left pocket, every having to do so much stuff left-handed right now is so weird and not being able to use a lot of thumb pressure is really weird. But that pain of that the whole night just throbbing and it hurt so much. And she said, keep this bandage on here for 48 hours. Sunday night, you can take this bandage off. So I could, according to the nurse, I could take the tape and the packaging, the bandaging and the surgicel, all the stuff could come off on Sunday. By then, the scabbing and the everything should have set. Everything should be healing. It should be good. Okay. 
I go Sunday night. It's like eight o'clock at night. I'm getting ready for bed. We've had dinner. Okay. I've kept all the stuff on all days for two days. All right. We're all right. Okay. I go to take the bandage off because I like at this point, I've been trying to desperately to keep from getting all this wet because I don't know what's going to happen. Even though, you know, they send you home with extra tape and extra surgicel stuff and extra gauze and extra bandages and all the extra stuff in case this starts bleeding again. She was like, it shouldn't start bleeding because this worked. It closed it up. It wasn't bleeding when you're here. Short of anything happening to it, it shouldn't start bleeding again. But if it does, come back. Because we got some other stuff we can try. But it didn't start bleeding on its own. But when I took the bandage off, remember how I was talking about the gauze sticking before? It stuck. And so when I took the bandage off, some of it, it was stuck around the edge of the injury, ripped. And it was like that whole sensation of the burning and the throbbing all over again for another night. And I've, I've, I've taken some ugly ass pictures of my thumb and I've learned what this, you know, is like, and I've Googled a lot of pictures of this sort of injury. I don't know if you can hear Fluffy's mad at me back at the door right now. She's scratching on the door because she's locked out. But I, (laughs) I, I figured out very quick. I was like, I ended up having to rewrap completely rewrap like gauze and everything, rewrap my thumb. It wasn't bleeding a lot, but it was bleeding enough to where I had to rewrap it. And yeah, like, all right, take another couple days with this on here. And then take that off. Like, all right, it's not sticking. It's not bleeding anymore. It's mostly functional. All right, let's air this out so it can kind of, you know, kind of scab over. And, you know, you know, you have that bandaid effect where you stick a bandaid on something and under the bandaid it kind of sweats and it gets soft and pliable and stuff when you have like a cut or a scar or something. And so it doesn't scab really hard. And so you end up like, it's all soft and mushy underneath. Well, I had been wearing band-aids and the thing on my thumb, if I left it open and let it air dry out and kind of harden over, basically kind of feels like a callus. It kind of feels like I just have a band-aid on the tip of my thumb that won't move. But if I put a band-aid on it, it gets soft and suddenly it gets fucking sore as hell and it hurts like hell. And I take the bandaid off and it's all mushy and soft and pliable. And the scab is, it hurts like hell, but it's like not a scab. And I realize it's kind of a gross description, but I basically kind of resolve to, I can't put any band-aids on it because the band-aids aren't, letting it scab over, they're kind of messing with it and making it soft and painful. And so like, nope, I just got to deal with the callousy feeling and be careful not to bump it. Of course, I've bumped into fucking everything because of course, when you're injured, you bump into fucking everything. And the other night I was going to bed and walking back to the bedroom and the dog kind of could say hip check me. And I go and kind of knock into the corner of the wall. Well, what goes straight first into the wall? My thumb smashes into the wall, scrapes the side. And I look down and my thumb is just bleeding like a bitch. Cause it basically scraped the scab off of my thumb. 
and I look at the wall and there's a big bloody streak on the wall because of how I fucking hit. And I'm just sitting there and my wife has already gone to bed and she's like, you okay? You bleeding? She's trying to stay out of it while also being concerned. She's like, you okay? Are you bleeding? You got it under control? Do you need any help? And I realized I sound way more sarcastic than she actually was. She was actually concerned. She also didn't want to be any part of it if she didn't have to be because blood and gross. But I, you know, cleaned it all off and dried it all off and got a towel and all the blah, 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 and wrapped it and put a bandaid on it. But short of that, otherwise, I, I've been keeping it, letting it air dry and all this stuff. Um, and it's ugly and flat and weird. But I'm doing it. It occurred to me today that the area of my thumb that got cut is almost precisely the area of my thumb necessary for playing guitar because that's the already part of your thumb where you put most a lot of the pressure when you're picking or holding a pick it's like the corner top of my thumb so i'm gonna have to hold a pick differently from now on my wife says i should grow my nails out and learn finger picking i was like i've been playing guitar for 20 years i'm not gonna start playing i'm not gonna learn finger picking now <laughs> i'm just not sorry i realize i should have figured this out when I was 15, but I didn't. And so now I'm kind of stuck. But yeah, that's, that's what I've been dealing. Meanwhile, picking fucking cucumbers like crazy. And I've still had to use that mandolin. The next day, nobody fucking touched it. Nobody touched it. After my wife opened it up and looked at it, she set it down. She left it on the counter. Nobody touched it. So after going to the hospital and doing all the things and getting up the next morning and all that stress and all that shit and craziness and the pain I was in all night because of my thumb. I get up the next morning and I have to clean this fucking thing because it's still full of those cucumbers I was slicing and the blade's all gross and it wasn't bloody or anything, so fortunately. But, you know, it's all gross and cucumbery and I need to clean it and I need to put the whole fucking thing away and nobody else is allowed to touch it my wife wants nothing to do with this she's afraid to touch it after it took a piece of me no way in hell the boys are going to touch it so i have to go and clean this thing and i was literally shaking no bullshit i'm literally shaking as i'm having to clean this thing and i am wearing a cut glove on my like my thumb is all bandaged up and like super layered thick at this point you know because it had the hospital gauze and all the shit and it's all bandaged up and then i had a the cut a, a a rubber glove over it's a vinyl glove over that and I had my hand in the cut glove and we have these big blue gray um dishwasher gloves I don't know if you've seen the kind that have the the like silicone gloves for washing dishes they get all the little nubbies on it so that you can just put the soap in and it's kind of like a big scrubby very helpful really good for washing your pets that's another thing but I'm wearing all this stuff so I can clean this thing and put it all away i realized i was shaking just putting it away and putting the blades back in the little box and putting the whole thing up on the shelf and i realized just holding it that i was physically shaking trying just trying to clean this device after what happened the night before and ah, i've actually used it a couple times since then i we i got some sausage and cheese from work as a gift and i used that to slice them um it's a very nice device. I've wanted one for a long time. And I'm sure once my thumb is healed completely, 
I've probably got another two weeks before I feel like I'll, I'm back to normal functionality again and I'm not worried about bumping into shit and it being so, because my fingertip is really bruised. That's really the biggest bitch of it right now. My fingertip is very bruised. And I think it's just from this whole sensation of everything. But it's been a bitch. And I didn't mean to talk for an hour. It's been the gardening thumb hour. My green thumb is now flat. But <laughs> what a mix of, of subject matter this week, huh? Uh, I'm okay. Um, I'm still a little spooked using my mandolin, but damn it, it's got a really nice blade that'll be really good for cutting uh, potato chips or pickle chips. And I've got a bunch of fucking cucumbers in my uh, fridge right now that we finished picking the whole thing for the season. And I got to use these fucking cucumbers somehow. So I might just make spears. Fuck it. They're easier. They're faster to eat. But that's 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 the, the, the pickling thumb hour. Ah, that reminds me. I'm not, I'm not going to get into it. Have you heard of that bar where they put a thumb or a toe or some shit in this drink? Yeah. It's like some dead severed fucking toe and they stick it in a drink and bleh. gross. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I'm all right. I still have my fingers for the most part. Everybody's being dicks and like my brothers are like, oh yeah, we had two thumbs up. Oh wait, fuck you. Uh, my wife just randomly send me fucking two thumbs up memes and shit. Fuck you. <laughs> you guys suck. But I'm all right. Still working. Still doing my shit. Had to take an extra night off of work because I was supposed to be working alone and I was had a very uh, sensitive hand at the time. But that's that's the way the cookie crumbles or wherever the fuck they say. And... Uh, I realize I've gone on for an hour and I've, I've bullshitted a lot like I do. I just wanted to get back on mic. I really did. I wanted to get back in the swing of things and telling stories and and bullshitting. And I've got so many stories. I've got the last, what, four months of bullshit that we've done to talk about ever since we went on vacation. We went on a vacation. It was really fun. I'm going to tell you about it later. And... I'm I'm sitting here in my little bubble of do I fulfill the promise of stories, news, podcast reviews, and fucking having them every damn week. I'm gonna have because I said I was gonna do it. I can I said I'm gonna have them all these parts. I'm gonna put in the fucking work. Or do I just say fuck it? I'll do the reviews on the website. Maybe I'll record my thoughts and maybe release them separately. I don't know. And have the show be my stories and be my ramblings because you and I know fucking well, I have a hard time stopping. It's been an hour. I went from school to gardening to, hey, my thumb is is nubby. I've been talking for an hour and it's been rather effortless, maybe because I haven't done this and like, Months and months and months, so I've got so much shit. I've just got to get it out. But I kind of want to hear from you about this because every time I've made one of these sort of announcements, sort of, I'm going to do this, damn it, and I'm going to commit to doing this, which I never fucking do because I'm a schmuck. But this has always been a me thing. 
And I really want to know, would, what would you think? Should I just continue just doing kind of like this, where it's these kind of my, my free flow of random bullshitty like I do, uh, flow of thought stuff, or, you know, and just kind of have episodes like this, where I'm just going to talk, I'm going to do my thing, or should I get into the news more? Should I do more of the news? I know there's some people that love the news and there's some people that are like, I could take it or leave it. But if I just did this, is that cool? If I don't, I want to do the podcast recommendations because I just like doing them. I want to do the reviews because it's something I want to get into and it's more content for the website. It's, It's committing more to doing the website and doing the work. But, you know, I, I don't know. I feel like it's easier for me to do this. And I realize it shouldn't be easy, but it's easier for me to do this. And it's, and it's funny because this isn't something everybody can do. I can sit here and tell a story and I can sit here and talk to you and pull this out of my ass. Whereas most people would have to write this down. They also probably would have, you know, clear, concise thoughts and not ramble and shit. But, you know, it's, it, it's a thought. It's an idea. But I want to know. I, I, I want to hear from you. And since I'm moving, at least for the time being, to bi-weekly, I am committing to that because I need the time. Um, so if get to me, hit me up on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, at Odd Dad Out. Um, reach out to me. Where's the fucking number? Five one six six three six seven six three one. Send me a voicemail. Send me a text message. I can get a text message. I'll text you back. I fuck. I swear. Really, I can text you back. Text me through that number. Yes, it's a business number. And if you call that number, it's gonna go straight to voicemail. It just does. It's what I do. I don't turn it on. I just check the messages. Leave me a message. Text me. What do you think? Hit me up in the Oddballs Facebook group. Links to all the things in the show notes, of course, on your podcast player of choice or at odddadoutpodcast.com. I'm I'm doing the spiel stuff, but I don't know if I'm doing the spiel. But reach out to me because I want to know. I really do because it occurred to me that I keep making these kind of big, hey, I'm going to do this. And I never fucking asked you what you want me to do. It's just as much your show because you're listening to me. And I don't want to sit here and do a bunch of bullshit for my sake when you don't want to fucking listen to it. Granted, if you've made it this far, you probably wanted to listen to it. But if you don't give a shit about me ripping on the news, then fucking tell me. Let me know. You know, it's like, hey, I don't need the podcast reviews. It's all right. I listen to what I listen to. Then tell me. If you want to write a review of your favorite podcast for the website, fucking tell me. I love it because... I'm a lazy ass and I'm really bad at writing the reviews and maybe somebody else could be a better writer than I am. I can talk. You know, I can talk, but when it comes to writing, I write like this. This is how I write. And it's very difficult for me to explain in a written format, all of the bullshit that just out of my head in a written format. It's very difficult for me. I have to sit and do all, I can't write in pieces. I have to write all in one big because then it's there. So if you want to write podcast reviews for the website, that'd be awesome. Just to share your shit, whatever the fuck you want to write about. Hey, I love small town 
goats. I don't know. Write, write about small town goats. Tell me what you love about small town goats. Give me a give me a five star or whatever the fuck. Give me a one out of five. I don't care. Whatever you want to do. I'd love it. It's you sharing what you like with me. Let me know what you like, what you don't like. If you don't want me to do the reviews, if you don't want me to do the news, if you just want to listen to me tell stories, but whatever. If you're interested in more gardening stuff, cool. If you're like, oh my God, another fucking story about the goddamn cucumbers I'm going to throw up. Tell me. <sighs> you know, I've got stories right now. I honestly, I have so much stuff I've got to catch you up on that I meant to do today. But again, I'm horrible about shit. So it was gardening and my thumb. Two things that when I wrote the fucking show notes were not even an issue. Wasn't talking about my garden. Wasn't talking. Well, this hadn't even happened yet. I won't get to shit. I've got a bunch of stuff to talk about. I'm going to talk about it. When I get there. And we're going to have tons of stories and we're going to do tons of stuff. And I want to bring you along and I want you to, if you're digging the show, share it with your friends and anybody that you think would just enjoy my rambly, bullshitty stories and have fun. I think that's, that's it. If you enjoy the show, share it. I don't care if you go and review or rate or whatever, wherever the fuck you want to do it, because I don't care. I don't watch it. I can't. Because you got to pay money to people to be able to see all the shit. It's not worth the headache for me to go hunting down reviews. If you leave me a review, post it on social media so I can see it because I'm not going to find it. There's too many places. So if you leave a review, awesome. Great. Leave me a voicemail. Even better. Leave me a text. Awesome. I, I said, I swear to God, I will text you back. Really? You text me. Hey, man, love the show. That's fucking awesome. 516-636-7631. 516-ODO-POD-1. Yeah. Really? Text me. Leave me a voicemail. It's cool. I want to hear from you. Odd that on the social medias. Oddadoutpodcast.com. Links to subscribe, to do all the things, to all the places I've already mentioned. And until next time, because I don't, I'm gonna if I if I don't stop now, I'm gonna keep going. Until next time, my oddballs, have a happy 2021. Get out. Take care of yourself. Breathe. And until next time, thank you and good night. <laughs>